This podcast is sponsored by Columbia Rape Whistles. (laughs) Get yours today. (laughs) (laughs) That's the cold open. Just start with that. Nothing before Uh, then. Nothing before then. Do you guys want to do it? Okay, hey guys, welcome to our second Parks and Rec podcast, but this is our first Parks and Rec podcast in which we have decided a name. You want to say it, Jacob? It's kind of a big deal. Welcome to Thoughts for Your Thoughts. I'm Jacob Fuhr with... Hannah Braid. I can't do it. (laughs) Rachel (laughs) Rupito. Yeah, so that is the new name of our podcast. Thoughts for Your Thoughts, a Pawnee podcast. Yes, a Pawnee podcast. Now on iTunes. Let's just celebrate. Woo! So if you're listening right now, it means you've subscribed to us on iTunes. Yeah. And it means that you should go right now and write us a review. Definitely. So that we can have high ratings. Please, like, write a review. That, if you don't know, is how we get more visibility on the iTunes store. It's super important. There's a couple reviews on there right now. Um, Good stuff. Not written by any of us. Not written by Rachel Rubito. I'll tell you that. Listen, there's one, there's there's a review that talks about me in it, and I didn't I didn't write it. The irony in the fact that the one that sounds like you wrote it, you didn't write. I didn't write. Yeah, so. I might, I may have written some other ones, <laughs> but the one that has me in it <laughs> was not written by me. But yes, so, go leave us a review. Hannah's looking at us like we're crazy because she doesn't. I want to know reviews. who wrote it now. It's uh, my secret. It's admirer. one of our crazy fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. And if you want to read it, go to iTunes, search Pony, yeah. and we are now the first podcast that yeah. comes up when you search Pony. It's a big deal. Just it's a big deal. Click the reviews and leave us a rating. Absolutely. Okay, so. All right, you guys. Let's get into it. Um, I have the Netflix synopsis right here. This episode is the second episode of season two, and it is called canvassing i'm pretty sure yep i think yep um leslie gets a town hall meeting to discuss her park idea but she finds out that public reception is less than receptive oh that's pretty clever receptive wow clever netflix clever i think that's it yeah oh wait no 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 i lied that's the imdb info which is more clever than the netflix the netflix is leslie and her committee go door to door to build support for her park project but things don't go smoothly tom uses dubious recruiting tactics i feel like that's such a minor part of the yeah it totally really was. Is. that's so netflix though like, i didn't pick so up on fun, that until like the, the second time yeah. i watched it because i totally ignored tom in this episode because like he's just like calling people and like you know using his bluetooth like ridiculous yes. looking oh, headset okay yeah but like why has tom never used the gwen stefani mic ever again like uh, you yeah. ever see that ever again? Come back. yeah i don't i don't back. think you do that's yeah. like the the beginning and the end of tom and the gwen stefani mike i will say for this episode r.i.p mike uh i will say for this episode i really liked the cold open which if you recall was mm-hmm. the easter egg yep. hunt and i thought this was just a very clever way to like start the thing and especially because it has tom in it too and i think you get yeah, to see his personality tom. in there and just the idea that like and we talked last time about leslie's like optimism and the way she just can't see that there are no easter oh eggs anywhere and she's like but we'll find them Wait, just like did you guys see donna in that scene no. She had straight up the most oh, intense yeah. pink eyeshadow. She was sitting at the table, right? Yeah. I honestly thought that was an extra when I first oh, watched I it. And then I'm I like, I think that it. was Donna. It's so Phyllis. It is so in- ridiculously Phyllis. Yeah, she, she looked ridiculous. Like, it oh was my God. crazy. It was Phyllis. It was straight it was Phyllis. Crazy. 
Um, you know, I didn't, I did not love this episode. Okay, compared to the first episode, where are we? I think it's worse. I hated this episode, Really? All through my notes is just, like, Leslie is so Michael Scott. OMFG, Leslie. Like, Leslie is the worst. Like, that's just me through, like, this entire (laughs) notes page. But, like, I don't know. I think, I honestly, I liked it better. Me too. Because I think it got to its, like, roots of, um... Like, the public forum was probably my favorite part. I did like that, um, yeah. It just went so well. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about with that, too. But I just, yeah, I like that it, I really got a feel for what the show was going to become after watching this episode. And, like, yeah. we talked a lot about last time how it was very office I still felt that, but it's, like, I like mm-hmm. that they were getting out and doing things. It wasn't all just taking place in Parks and Rec. And, like, it was outdoors. And I really could see where things were going. And I like that. Leslie canvassing and Leslie talking about rigging elections was, like, my biggest thing. I was, like... Leslie Nope would never bring an election. That's just, I mean, and it's not fair because they haven't developed that character right. yet. So it's totally biased to be like, this isn't who this character is. Yes. Like the second episode, it's like, how do I know who this character That's is? That's true. The but. one about her rigging her high school election, that one, and the about the Russian boy and the pit when she's like, oh, Antonon, like, go play with the potato in the dirt. <laughs> Nikolai. Oh, oh, Nikolai. Yeah. I thought That's those so were the two Michael good. Scott moments. I yeah. thought they were. Oh, but and, it was better than last episode. And when she like threw, 10. oh, I have a couple Michael Scott episodes. When she threw the, um, the sunscreen at everybody, and then she's like, oh. you don't need one, Tom. I was like racist sunscreen comment but like, that also so Michael Scott it's Michael Scott but if you notice I think that's one thing that sticks with Leslie for a while like she's always like that she's like you're you're from where does she think Thomas is from South, or no, he's, no, no, no. he's from South Libya. Carolina Libya, Libya. Oh. yes yeah Libya but that's that. yeah that's still I think I think that's still first season Leslie though it that's when be. they're yeah. in the van I think that's first well maybe that's second season that it, might be it takes season. her a surprising amount of time to like get like get over that like it does. the, the yeah. Tom Brownness hump. The Tom Brown, which Tom is so funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else was really Michael Scott. Oh, and some of them were Michael Scott stuff, but it didn't bother me. Like the celebrity joke when she was like in the binder. Oh, was, like, that was this funny. person that looks was like good. a celebrity. That was <laughs> then, and just also let's talk about the binders. Like the binders are was, already here in episode two. Yeah. I love that's that. Consistent. Another thing that's consistent, and this is totally like the tiniest thing, is Ron's um, uh, time, what's it? Landmine. His landmine on his thing. Oh, yeah. And that is, I think, one of my favorite aspects of the show because it comes so full circle and they bring it up in the craziest ways. And it's just the most tiny, like, minuscule. So, without spoiling it, do you think they knew what they were doing? No in way. the very first okay. no. no way. But I love I I think and the twist to that came out at the most perfect time in that season seven. Like it was just so good. It was so good. I was like, this is and I didn't I don't think I realized how full circle it was until I was rewatching these episodes and I see the landmine in like the first episode and I'm like, wow, this is like the most consistent thing through mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. <laughs> this the is land it. the landmine. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Speaking of Ron. Ron was so not himself in this episode. He no, was like getting ordered yeah. around, and he yes. was like, "He need a fast track." He's like, Ugh. "And I was, I was like, Ron did just normal Ron." I feel like three seasons later would just like stare at the wall and like not respond. Yeah. Yes. But this Ron was like talking back, and then he like allows himself <laughs> to be like ordered around. Okay. He's like, "Yeah, we'll do that." And, like. <laughs> When he mimicked that guy, like, when he, like, did the little, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, are you guys serious? Is this a real scene that's happening right now? I was so not into that. I was like, I think in my notes, I'm like, well, I'm like, this is such a dumb scene. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like, care for that. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't into it. Yeah. And 
Also, what I didn't understand was, is wrong. Okay, so this is titles that I get confused on. There's a city planner and a city manager, and Mark is the city planner, and the other bald dude is the city manager. Who Mm -hmm. is Chris Traeger? He's the city, city manager. Manager. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I don't know if they have a city planner. planner I don't think they introduced. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't fill the shoes Mark of Mark Brandanowitz. Brandanowitz. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, but anyway. Okay, I didn't understand. Is Ron and the city manager, were they trying to get Leslie to fail by pushing her? To do the thing because obviously they had to know that it was too soon. Well, I think Mark warned her. He said, This is too soon. Yeah. But then Ron had been ordered by the city manager to push things along because there was all this new federal money, so they needed to use it. And so I think it was kind of like the, the you know, yeah. pushback from that. See, that was a little vague to me because Ron's talking about, Oh, I hate government. I don't want anything to get done. This is the perfect way to get nothing done is to get Leslie to fail this yeah. meeting. But yeah. it, that doesn't really seem to occur. Yeah, to he's him. like, because like, I think there's that's not a lot of depth. To part that. of his character right now is we don't know that he. I mean, we know he doesn't like government, but at the same time, we think kind of he has someone over him, the city manager, who's right. controlling right. him, which does change later on. But for this episode, I think we see that, and that's why he wants it to go through. Yeah, it was just a little obtuse for me. It was. A, there were some jokes and stuff that I, not so much went over my head, but I just didn't really get the direction that they were going with some stuff, like the mm-hmm. pedophile joke. That was, I thought that was funny when they're canvassing that guy. Oh, and, I actually thought that was And really he's like, funny. are there going to be like a playground or a pool? The pool. And they're like, he's like, they're like, well, how old, are your kids? Like, how old are your kids? No kids. No kids. And he's like, he's like, but it has to be a thousand feet from my house. I don't want to have to move again. <laughs> okay. And then he just like, carries the groceries out of the car. Like, okay, like, any flyer? Home. Nope. Okay, thank you. And then he's like, April stand behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that was great. That was I really good. liked that scene. What I didn't understand, so he has a restraining order. From parks, you can't. Live is that what if you're a pedophile? Is that what it is? Right, if you're a sex offender, yeah, you can't live. Of parks, yeah, wow. or public schools. Yeah. There's a couple things where like large amounts of children would be. Yeah. So that was that was okay. a little dark, I would say. Yeah. But I almost wasn't surprised because if that happened to Leslie, I think that would be too dark. Because it happened to Mark, it was funny. Yeah, yeah it's Mark. Mark was He's like, okay. I love canvassing. I love canvassing. <laughs> I liked Mark in this episode. I agree. You were saying you have a soft, smart, soft spot. I can't talk. Oh yeah, you were you were talking about your yeah, soft spot. Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for Mark, especially more so this episode than the last one. I don't know why I like Mark, but I think it's from rewatching that I just kind of remember him as being this character, you know, that was super fleeting. Yeah. And now that he's here, I'm kind of like, he's not he's such not a bad so time. Bad. Yeah, he's not so bad. And I also think that. Um, <clears throat> like, if Mark treated Leslie the way that he treats her in, like, season four, I wouldn't like him. Because I'd be like, he doesn't really respect her, you know. Right. But the Leslie that she is, the Leslie <laughs> that she is in season one is so, like, there's a lot of parts of her that aren't redeemable in the way that they are later in the series. Right. I'm losing my voice right now. But... <clears throat> Um, so it's kind of hard. At first I'm like, oh, no, Mark doesn't like, like, Leslie's, like, fawning over him, and he doesn't like her, and, like, Mark sucks, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, if I had crazy eyes looking at me like that, I would probably be like, okay, like, he's, he's probably more, he's probably nicer than is expected (laughs) to her. Yeah, I can see that, for sure. That's what I think. And I also, I also, my brain keeps fast-forwarding to Mark and Anne being together, and not... 
um, Anne and um, Chris. No, Anne and um, Andy and Andy being together. Sorry. And so Anne's whenever Anne, what a hoe. I know. Whenever Anne and um, Mark are sitting together, I'm like, oh yeah, totally normal. And then I'm like, wait, Andy's here. I'm like, oh yeah, like oh my god, throwback. Like <laughs> Mark dating Anne, like Andy. 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 Mark dated Andy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Their, their names are all too white. That would be good. I would be into that. It's a bunch of white, white, one, white one-syllable names. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Even Tom. Except for Leslie. Tom. Leslie is too. Ron. 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 Donna. Donna's I wonder if that was done on that purpose. White, Probably. If they were like, trying all, to make like, them as plain. Boring. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, in the middle yeah. of Indiana. Yeah. Like, what else would you expect? Pawnee, Indiana. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to the Midwest, guys. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Give a give a big potty shout out. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I to go, okay. A potty um pass. I don't know, like a potty. Turn the signs to the microphone again. I think at one a point you showed your paper. notes to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, you can see the guys. This is not a video podcast. Look at my notes. I am. Thank God it's not a video. Podcast, I actually though. know. If you can see a, us right now, oh we're not God. in our best shape. We were eating downing waffles before well, some of us were. I don't know what you guys Sorry. are talking about. I'm in my best shape. <laughs> I'm just like Oprah. I'm my best self. Oh, God. And those new commercials for, uh, what is it? Oh, but there's a new commercial she's been in. It's not like Nutrisystem. It's like, uh, I didn't even know she was it's like Weight Watchers. I think it's the Weight Watchers. But Ooh. there's Oprah commercials everywhere of her going, and I might. It was right before New Year. She would go, I'm, I'm my best self, self this New Year. Like, Make your New Year's resolution to be your best self. Oh my god, thank you, Oprah. Okay, thank you, Oprah, Oprah pay for my Weight Watchers. Put it under my chair. <laughs> and you get a Weight Watchers. And, and you get a yeah, Weight that's Watchers. Yeah, that's kind of really insulting. Do <laughs> they do Oprah that in person? Ever. Do they ever do that? Do, I think they do. They do something where, like, they all find it underneath their chairs. Probably. I'm pretty sure Tom does something like that. Oh, I think you're right, but I can't remember exactly what. Guys, did you just see how I just seamlessly brought it back to Parks and Recreation. What a segue. Wow. What a segue. Wow. Speaking of Parks and Recreation, I want to talk about something that really bugs me in this episode and throughout the rest of the season. It's Leslie's mom. Yeah! Yes. That bothered me too. Yeah. Because she's, she's so such un- a jerk. She really she's is. She's such a jerk. So unsupportive. I hate her. I just, oh my I God. wish I could have been in the writer's room when they were deciding why to have this character as Leslie's mom, when they were just like, she's going to be the exact opposite of Leslie, and she's just going to be a jerk the whole time. I'm trying to think if it makes sense into, like, who Leslie is as a character that her mom would be unsupportive of her. See, I don't think it does. Yeah. This is the one thing where I really disagree. I, like, I mean, I guess, I, see, okay, if you're seeing Leslie Nope as a Michael Scott character that's always seeking approval and praise, then that makes sense. Which I think she kind of is in this first season. That's so true. it does make sense from that. Mm-hmm. But I think later on, I don't know. I mean, I guess she needs to be liked in a way. There's that episode where she goes bowling with that guy. Oh my god. Yes, definitely. But, but I, I still know. feel like they could have it's... introduced a mom that was not so just rude and the opposite of Leslie. Like they she could still seek she's approval like, in a whatever. way. And she's just like and it's, it's What just did she say of... about Leslie being a homemaker? Like oh, she oh, said, life. I want Leslie to be successful. Um, so, like, she should really just be, like, a housewife. Yeah. yeah. And stay-at-home mom. Like, no, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being housewife. Leslie being a stay-at-home mom. No, not She would be the worst. Like, the worst. She would. It, it just doesn't make sense it that doesn't. her mom would, like, because I think for, like, 
for what Leslie's character kind of it, the, her core is. It's like all these pressures are kind of put on her, yeah. but she's kind of just like, I can do it, I can do it, I can yeah, do it. Yeah, she's so positive and optimistic. Yeah, and she would have like failed under those pressures if she was negative. But maybe that's kind of like a childhood um, demeanor about her that, like, if you think about like a parent that's kind of unresponsive or unsupportive, you're like, oh, but I did this, oh, but I did this, and, and like, look at me, and look at is. this, yeah, yeah. yeah and they're like, true. okay, I don't care. She's about to like leave her office. She's like, oh, by the way, it's I'm just... holding this. Like, I have a subcommittee, and like, you should come. And she's, she's like, like, oh, you know, busy. I'm very busy. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why I fake invited you. That's yeah, so sad. Oh, that just broke my heart. But I do think they had. I do think that it. It was almost worth the payoff that her mom was like that in the end of the episode when she finishes the forum and they both, she gives her that look like, you did a good job. Yeah. Like, that was good. You know, like they kind of had a level of understanding. Yeah. Which I, I love, I, I will say that I loved that forum because it just all fell apart and it, it was, was crazy. Perfect. But she, at the end of the day, it was like, you, you know that she knows how to do her job. And I feel like that was in question. Those first couple episodes mm-hmm. of, like, is she actually good yeah. at this? Because her canvassing skills are not, not up just, to snuff. How many more Pawnee citizens are we going to have <clears throat> fall into this pit before we turn it into a park? I just love that line. Like, clearly that's the logical step when she's out there. Um, like, how, what would you say if I said that one out of eight meth users <laughs> said the same thing? <laughs> she's oh. like, how would you even get that oh, data? Kate. Kate Spivak. Okay. Yes. Settle Kate down. Kate Spivak. That. Settle down. And then when she's I like, oh, like I'll it. be there. And, and then Leslie's like, well, at least we got one. And I'm like, just like, oh, Leslie. No. I loved oh, my Leslie favorite no. line was Tom. He's like, I'm weirdly attracted to Kate Spivak. Yes. Yeah. That's how I remembered her name. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I have in my notes, settle down, Kate Spivak. You can't handle the pit. That's why we need to turn it into a park. <laughs> I um, just love that line. My favorite was blinking our feelings to each other did you guys catch that no i didn't she, it was in her filibuster um, <laughs> she was like i imagine that the future of pawnee is going to be us riding around and whatever and blinking our feelings to each other and i was like all right no, like she's filibustering to, her own meaning touche mike sure touche yeah um oh yeah they use filibuster a lot though and like that becomes a very like reoccurring thing in Parks and Rec. Yes. Which is kind of I like it. Yeah. Because it shows the ineffectiveness of government. It really right. does. Especially Which considering is... it's her own meeting in this first episode. Yeah. And the fact that she has to do that to stop the boat from happening to yeah. cancel the park is just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. Yeah. And she's like, there were a lot of people that were, you know, in support of this park. They just couldn't be here tonight. And that's not a lie. <laughs> and can we get the girl with the long brown hair and the yellow shirt to come up? And she's closing her eyes like at the random person. Yep. She's literally... <laughs> okay. But I feel there was a moment in there where I was like, like, they missed an opportunity. Oh, it was when they were, like, they were, like, oh, that girl came to my house or something. Like, I feel like they could have, like, there were moments with April where there could have been, like, a really funny joke when she was up there talking about the park and when someone recognizes her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like people didn't recognize how ridiculously funny Aubrey Plaza was yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So they didn't work It's very subtle. There. She yeah. makes, like, one joke that I like. I think it's, like, well, when Leslie's like, how many more people have to fall into this pit before we turn it into a park? And everyone's like, zero. And then she's like, a hundred. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, and then so oh, it's I didn't like even very, catch that. Yeah, yeah right? it's very subtle, very subtle, but it's there. And so they're starting to build that, but you definitely don't see it for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I, I have to say, though, my the highlight for me was Leslie walking in on Mark and Andy and April. Blink-182. Oh, yeah, Blink-182. And April has the, like, t- t-shirt draped over her head. That was beautiful. And I Leslie just throws it. down her binder. And, like, <laughs> just okay, it. yeah. Did she just give up on wheeling Andy around? She's I, like, no, you guys are... You guys are having fun. Yeah. Screw this. And she, she drives Mark home like she's like his mom. I thought that scene was so funny. <laughs> and it was like, it was, okay, it borderline was a little Michael Scott, just like the, mm-hmm. just like the annoying step parent attitude. Yeah. But also it was like, Leslie was like, I don't believe this. Like, it was just so funny. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel, I love like furious driving scenes. <laughs> and Mark's just kind of like, yep, like come playing rock band. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No. I feel like that was a good moment of Mark for me, though. Like, just seeing him with, like, Andy and April was really, I don't know. It made him more human and more, like, a part of their group. Yeah. Yeah. Than before, which I liked. I liked that. I guess I'm a Mark Brand fanowitz. Oh! Oh, God. That's bad. (laughs) I... I love how we started off the first episode hating Mark Brandanowitz, and now we're suddenly (laughs) turning into Mark. Second episode, Team Mark, all the way through all seven seasons, Team Mark. (laughs) Doesn't matter if he's not there. We're gonna be a no. Listen, I don't believe that Anne and Chris got married. I think that Anne and Mark got married. I think that it was really Mark's baby inside of her. the most beautiful, boring babies ever. Because oh my God. neither of them is an exciting character. I know. Very true. Uh, that's why they would have been perfect for each other, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if her... It almost would have fit if they had left the show together. The worst case scenario was a Leslie and Mark relationship. Yes, definitely. Worst case scenario. Which she kind of lightened up on in this episode. There was no, like... She was just like, he's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that. And you're all lucky for hearing him speak. You're welcome for hearing (laughs) him speak. It's really, I think the Leslie Mark is really bad in the third episode. Oh, yeah. It's about to get really bad. It's about to get so bad. So they took a nice little break. Guess what? Have you you watched the next episode, Jacob? Do you know what it is? Do you know who comes in? Who comes in? Shut Shut up always. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. And I feel like this, okay, this podcast is like, Low-key irrelevant, <laughs> but I think what can make it more relevant is our, our context with journalism. Yeah. Because journalism has such a, like, big presence on this show. It really yeah. Almost every does. episode. Yeah. Shauna and Joan Calmezzo. And Perd. And Perd. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what's great is it's three different kinds, so it's, like, yeah. Shauna Chief is print, and yes. then Perd is, like, like... CNN type news, and then Joan is like the talk show. Joan is like the talk show. Yeah, she's like a. And you also kind of get like a smattering of kind of media careers because you get the people that are like doing PR for like Sweetums and how that affects kind of like how Leslie's trying to like work their business through. Yeah, and yeah, I thought that was especially when they bring in like more more like when Grizzle comes in way later. Oh yeah, Um, yeah, the PR aspects. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of media things going on, and I mean obviously media and government like. Or, it's yeah, kind of a difficult thing, but oh, um, yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys watch Scandal? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. You know. Yes. Which is funny. You know that the actor that plays Perd is on Scandal, right? Yeah. He's a he's a oh, news I reporter. Forgot about that. Yeah. On TV. About that was cast. the best thing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh the irony. And he has the same cadence yes. too. It's not any different. 
he it's is very... truly still just, purred. Just suddenly, like, now that he's not purred, you're like, oh, that's a serious news report. And you're like, no, oh my god, that's purred. That's <laughs> Can't take it seriously anymore. <laughs> I wonder what choice Shonda must have made to be like, yep, this is who <laughs> this I want. This is who I need. This is who I want. For my oh, serious Shonda takes show. people from, like, every different show. Like, I swear, she has people from, like, like, like Gilmore Girls, there are so many characters on Gilmore they Girls. They just that have like a running list, a pool of people that they can just bring in yeah. whenever they want. They're yeah. on a contract, and they're just like, you know For what, sure. we'll tap it. I feel like it's a lot of like I feel like the female writers of television have an alliance for sure because like Amy Sh- Amy Sherman Palladino and um, Shonda Rhimes and oh what's um who wrote Weeds and Orange Is the New Black. A girl. Yeah. She's cool. Uh, Gingy Cohan. Gingy okay. Cohan. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting on a tangent, you guys. <laughs> there is so much that's improv in this episode this week. So what were your favorites? Um, okay, well, Aziz Ansari, once again, is improving so much, which I, I wonder if he continues to do throughout probably, the series. Probably, right? Cause... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the bigger improvisers. I would imagine. Past. Yeah, because yeah. he's also a copywriter. Right. Um, but... Also, I remember there was an interview with Amy Poehler where they were asking them, like, oh, do you guys do lots of improv? And they're like, oh, well, now, like, the show's such a tight ship and, like, the script's so tight that, like, we will improv a lot, but it doesn't make the cut most yeah. of the time. So I feel like a lot of the improv's making the cut because the script isn't as developed. And yeah, I would imagine that's true, and they're still flushing things out yeah. how they want it to go and probably just throwing stuff at the wall to see what is funny and what they exactly. like on set. Yeah. But Tom... Okay, well, Tom improvised most of the stuff with the um with the vendors yeah with the vendors and then he also i don't know it it doesn't really count as improv but they made up the whole cold open at the end which i'm sure they had him improvise a little bit because he doesn't say much but just like his like presence is like and also his like line about like yeah i forgot to do that it's just like i'm sure they're just like yeah just say what you want say whatever yeah yeah. because that was like a last minute thing and then Leslie, you want to talk about Leslie's monologue? Because that was all improvised. Leslie's monologue. The one? Russian. Oh, the talking the, head. Yes, yeah. the talking head. That was probably one of my favorites. And um, we were talking about this in the sense that, what's who's the director or the writer that uh, makes Leslie do these impressions? Because Oh, Mike Schur, yeah. Mike, Mike Schur. Schur makes her do all the impressions. Yeah, because if you don't know, Amy Poehler apparently is not the best at impressions. Which is and funny, so, she's on SNL. I know, right? It's like, like it's, her impressions are bad, but they're funny bad. They so are funny bad. Really so well. I really, really like that yeah. one where she's talking about, like, maybe the Russian kids can pretend <laughs> that, like, a pit of dirt is a park. So and Vlad, Nikolai, <laughs> like, let's go swim a, in the dirt. Okay. <laughs> like, think about the impressions that she's most famous for, like, Hillary Clinton, like, she's funnily terrible at, like, yeah, impersonating Hillary, yeah. and it's why they like it, because, like, Hillary Clinton kind of sounds like a robot, yeah. so, exactly. like, it's funny. And that scene was so SNL, too, for sure. Yeah, it was perfect. That's why it was really fun Nicola. to watch. Um, yeah, and, oh, I had another one. Oh, well, you were talking about Leslie's mom and how she improvised Yeah, what's really that. interesting about that is that, um, they hired her kind of based on her, um, ability to improvise kind of on the fly and they um they said during her audition she came up with a line that said i want my daughter to be successful which is why i always tell her there's nothing wrong with being a wife and mother and that improvised line kind of scored her the role and she, um marlene griggs nope the actor pamela reed actually said that's something her father-in-law once said to her oh <laughs> and God. she impressed the producer so much they incorporated it into the episode and um 
It's funny because that's such a defining character trait, just right. that one line yes. for that character that they wouldn't have had otherwise. I think we kind of talked about how we didn't like that about her, so it's interesting. Sure said Leslie's attempts to like impress her at the meeting. He said, they, we imagine it in the writer's room that she's eight years old and doing a piano recital and she's nervous because her mom is there, which is so accurate. It's so how accurate. She comes it, it is. And you can see her like peek behind the curtain and she sees her mom out there and she's like, oh, she came. What like, was that thing where she was she, like, oh that's no, that's illegal. illegal. What was, what was that? that? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to picture what would be illegal that Leslie would do. Yeah, I might have to go <laughs> Oh no! She was. She was. The... No, she was looking at the fire alarm. Oh! And she wanted to call it. Yeah, and she's like, no. That's, that's... See, there was a lot of like subtle jokes in yes. this episode that I was like, whoa. Okay, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what this is. Which is funny because if you remember in like later episodes, Leslie does try and pull a fire alarm. Oh yeah, and point, it breaks off. And it breaks. It doesn't like, do anything. Yeah. Actually. Oh my god. That's so so they kind of play with the same concepts over oh, time, yeah. which is well, funny. Of course. Um. Oh, and another thing was Alan Yang, who co-wrote Master of None, the season Zari. He was the one, he didn't write the episode, but he was the one that came up with the idea that Leslie should filibuster her own meeting. Her own meeting, which is <laughs> great. Was, it's yeah, just Alan so Yang. funny. I, you know what's funny? And I, I only know this from listening to other podcasts, but... Um, Okay, Alan Yang, who wrote Master of None, Aisha Muhar, I think that's her name, who writes for Parks and Rec, um, Sarah Hayward, who writes for Girls, and then this other girl who writes for a CW show, all used to live together. Oh. <laughs> and Alan Yang had, like, the upstairs bachelor pad, and all the girls had to share a room on the it bottom. I just, like, I would just want to be in those houses where all those comedy writers that's are just, insane. like, That's insane. I can't out. even imagine. Yeah. Very so. Cool. Fun facts, guys. Oh, and also, I can't believe that I never put it together that Mike Schur is Moe's in The Office. Um, what? Dwight's cousin Moe's. Wait, are you serious right yeah, now? Yeah, that's, that's Mike Schur. Yeah. I guess I've n- I never really have thought of a picture of Mike Schur. I just knew that. I know. And I'm... I feel stupid because I know what my like. I've seen a lot of interviews with him. Like I know Rachel. What he looks oh like. my god! I wasn't until most... yeah, I wasn't until I look at his oh. IMDb page that I was like, oh my god! Oh, it makes so much sense. But it, that it makes it so much funnier to me when actors are like play or when um when writers play like characters. Yeah, on weird shows like Quentin Tarantino or like uh, Harris Whittles. I'm just thinking about that now. Just just... Thinking about Moe's. Yeah. <laughs> Moe's is a quality TV yeah. character. What a guy. So, do you guys want to rate it? Yes, I think we should rate it. Do you want to take it away, Rachel? Oh, man. I, I didn't love this episode. I really didn't like Leslie through a lot of it, though I think the end was redeeming for me. Um, I thought some of the jokes were a little vague and, like, a little... They gave you, I don't know, they made you work too hard sometimes, which mm-hmm. sometimes can be a good thing, I guess. But I think I'm going to give it 4.5 JJ Jenner's. Well, that's pretty low. out of 10. I don't think I'm ever going to get any lower than 4.5. Interesting. I don't think there's an episode that I would dislike more than this one. Because I remember disliking this episode. Like, I think I have historically disliked this episode. Huh. Well, this is not Parks and Rec's swan song by any means. I would say this is a pretty dang good episode. Um, but it's not great. But I'm going to give it a passing C. Seven J.J. Diner's waffles out of ten. Wow. 
Nice. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought there were hints of kind of where they were going. And I also really appreciated the cold open. And for me, sometimes the cold open can make a whole episode. Like that one episode of The Office where they did the, um, you know, the... Oh, there's so many. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, if a cold open can make an episode, it totally can. And, and I, especially on the show. I will say that it started strong and ended strong. But the middle for me was the issue. I... I actually really like pretty much all of this episode, especially compared to the first one. That's why I'm going to go ahead and say six and a half waffles, like not quite committed to that seventh one, like mm-hmm. a whole seven. Six and a half is where I'm at. Kind of save the seven for some of the better Exactly. Episodes. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. And like, I really like the episode. I think it was pretty strong. Like we, t- I think the cold open was also really great for me. I think it's one of the standouts among the first season episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I like that you get to see the characters are starting to develop. It's kind of, it's still office but it's departing from that and like I think I said earlier when it gets outside of the office and you see a lot more of like in the canvassing part is really I just loved all of those interactions that they had on the street I thought those were great and so I really think that we got to see what is coming and it's a departure from the kind of sad and static episode that was the first episode so (laughs) that's why 6.5 for me all right I like that we disagree it's good I had some conflict you guys want to fight me yeah I'm ready to fight yeah I'm ready to fight yeah. Do you guys want to say, do you want to, like, promote yourself in any way? Like, should we end this with some type of thing? Shameless like, self-promotion? Same, yeah. I'm all about that. What are podcasts, if not about shameless, shameless self-promotion? self-promotion? Yes. Well, I don't know. If you want to go follow me on Twitter, just oh. go do it, at Jacob Fuhrer. That's F-U-H-R-E-R is my last name. Anyone else? Um, just watch our podcast. Watch, watch pod- it. Or- <laughs> oh my god, you didn't even watch a podcast. Listen to our podcast, and watch you can, like, watch some bunnies podcast. in a field or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. Something with park, something park-related. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, you can follow me at Twitter, at Rachel Ripito. Just how it's spelled. I don't know. Yeah, you <laughs> don't know how to spell my last name, but... You'll figure it out, it's and anyone that's listening to this probably follows me on Twitter, honestly, because oh. there's we have how many subscribers? 14? 14. We're up to 14, guys. Kind of a big deal. That's, like, more than a dozen. I just want to say that I care about all of you guys, yeah. all of you subscribers. Uh, I care about you. are my family. Even each, though we don't exactly know who you are, we appreciate one you, every one of you. We really appreciate it. We're actually getting a dollar for each subscriber, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and we're donating it to... Um, um, this podcast is sponsored by Columbia Rape Whistles. Don't forget, go buy their <laughs> Columbia Rape Whistles to the Society for rabies i just watched the episode of the office where they did the run the fun oh run my god for rabies that was a cold open that made an episode hitting <laughs> someone with clear, your this car. podcast is not sponsored by columbia please don't go tell them okay thank you thank you no we definitely are <laughs> well okay it's a it's a niche sponsor because they like, just don't know it they yet. just don't it's know columbia, it yet. it's columbia rape whistles in in particular, in particular it's a yeah. subdivision it's totally different than yeah. just columbia there's actually a completely different brand called columbia but they're they're for rape whistles <laughs> what if this was really just a cheese grater <laughs> a cheese grater I, I love that we're like illustrating this for the audio cylinders. oh yeah, yeah just so you know this is like a silver rape whistle with On little holes in the middle just it's like tied fancy. it's very How fancy do you blow it? is there what oh okay it just says columbia on the side yeah 
Like, why does Columbia need to advertise them, their promo. brand on a on a rape whistle? That Wouldn't seems. You? I mean, they're the number one provider in <laughs> rape whistles. All right, we should look that up. Who is the number one provider? Next, Next time episode. on Thoughts for Your Thoughts. What a teaser. Thoughts You're going to find out. Jacob I hope that reference isn't too obscure. I hope people are cool with that. I think so. If I you're think... listening to this podcast, you know that reference. Hey, that, don't offend people that are listening to this and don't know. Listen, no, I'm going to offend I Go value... away. We do not want Listen. you if you don't understand that reference. I value and appreciate Balance. your viewership and your opinions, and I don't care. If you disagree, give if... us a rating on iTunes and let <laughs> us know. You hate us. Tell us. No, if you hate us, just stop listening. Don't give us a bad I'm ready for the haters. Yeah, bring it on. At Jacob Fear, um, we go are follow all, me and then tell me your hate. We are all in mass media. We are all journalists. We know how to deal with hate. <laughs> We're like Sean Amalway Tweet. Sean Amalway Tweet. Sean Amalway Tweet deals with hate <laughs> all the time. Yes. I'm actually an economics major. No, Hannah, you don't count. I didn't say what major. I said, You're I don't in know. mass communications. Was that my choice, or I'm just kind of like... Anyways, thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, you definitely are a college I was like, Hannah, I didn't say... <laughs> I'm sorry. Cut all of this out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll be back next week to talk about episode three. Yes. Where a very special character gets introduced. So get excited! Episode very three excited. is going to be a lot better than this episode. Just like... I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry for what I've done. <laughs> I want this podcast to be an hour long. Yeah. It's pretty close. Bye. Bye. Bye.